0: Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And you've
1: tuned in to The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And it's official, winter's here. Uh, Northern Arizona saw its first snowstorm. I mean, it's bitter cold. Uh, I did post a, a a quick Facebook Instagram post on our on our Waters Garden Center feeds on how to prevent winter or snow damage on your landscapes. This is important stuff at high elevation. It's a bit different than the Midwest. Definitely, folks from the deserts, more tropical climates. You just don't get snow and the whole thing. What it does, what it can do. Uh, what you do want to do is is after the snow is over before the night the next evening before cold comes, right after a storm hits the storm isn 't that cold it 's usually in the thirties that's plants don 't even bother with that it's it 's good for them it 's right after that storm clears, it drops an extra ten twenty degrees at least at, at altitude, and so there you don 't want to go from thirties down to Low twenties, because the sap inside those, especially evergreens, will freeze, and they just kind of lock in. Well, if all this snow is weighted down on top of your evergreens, and they're just they're 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 bending under the weight and strain of an extra hundred pounds of snow on top of their branches, once it gets really cold that evening, if these trees are weeping, just just. They're they're exhausted underneath the weight of of all this snow, and then it gets really cold. What can happen is that that sap will freeze. Those plants will stay that way. They won't perk back up. They won't be that that straight center uh, branch of a deodar cedar, or their junipers will be this droopy, just sorry looking from that point forward. So it's important to take some of that weight, not take all the snow off. It's not that crazy, but you do want to slowly sweep. I'll take a broom and start from the bottom and just slowly sweep from side to side, not up and down, uh, from side to side, from the top to the bottom, and just try to take that big, chunky snow off those branches. The uh, Instagram post, Facebook post I'd put on on uh, our feeds was a, a Hicks U. This is a conifer. It's in the shade. It's on the north side of my my two story garage. These things are monsters. They're eighteen feet tall. I mean, they're very tall. And the snow had caught on them just right where some of the branches had just. They were laying on the ground. It was ridiculous. I've never seen that. These plants are fifteen years old, and the snow, the weight of the snow, had got them laying on the ground. So we went ooh. This is a good example. I'll show my folks, my customers, folks that follow us here, at least on Waters Garden Center in the Central Highlands, I'll show them how to protect your plants and why. And so I just slowly, like I said, started from the bottom, swept off the snow, tried to push them back up, but they're dumping snow all over me because they're so tall. And uh, just showed folks this is what this is important to keep your plants healthy, to keep them uh, shapely to keep them looking their best in your landscape. This, this is new. You folks in the Midwest think, oh, now nah, it's been cold. I've seen cold. It never bothered my evergreens." Well, there you start to get cold in the Midwest before it even gets snowy. Before you get that weight on there, it 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 freezes that sap in place, so the branches they don't they don't solidify into this weepy, ugly, droopy form. They stay upright. Well here in the mountains we're warm, really nice during the day, cold at night, and so it's that freeze from the storm hitting to that next night when it's really cold, you want to protect those plants. Hopefully I explained that over the airwaves. A little challenging, much easier easier with a visual. So if you're an Instagrammer just type in Water's Garden Center. We'll pop up. I mean, instantly. Uh, follow the page. You know, kind of, kind of watch us. If you're a Facebooker, just type in Facebook forward slash you know, Water's Garden Center. Not very original. It'll be at the very top of the feed. One of the last things I posted. So if you want to take a look at that, and so, and you get a little glimpse into Kenalisa's personal gardens. These are my home gardens. And so you get to kind of see what it's, they're covered in snow, but you kind of get a feel for it. If you're following us throughout the year, you'll see my entire gardens. And so we, we do a lot of shootings when I'm gardening. They go, oh, that's a great example. That would be interesting. That could be educational. I should take a quick photo or, or video of that and post that. And so it, that's what social media is for. That's what, that's what it's really good at. So friends, helping friends, support friends to be better gardeners or watching the grandbabies. That's always fun too. Anyway, lots in store for you this week. Right now it's the snow, of course. Uh, I would say don't worry about a lot of things. I did post, um, mention that I would go over what should you be looking for between now and the end of the year. And so some tips you really want to watch. You're not done with gardening. The gardening is, is very easy this time of year. Main thing is prune back some perennials at your leisure. Uh, watch for your houseplants. This is one that will be important. You're bringing those poinsettias, amaryllis, uh, uh, paper whites. You're bringing your Christmas cactus inside. And if you buy those from a, from a greenhouse, a grower that's not very clean, they don't they don't watch for bugs. They're just growing a crop, get them into the grocery stores, get them into a box, and just sell them. It doesn't matter, sell them. Um, sometimes they don't, they've got some disease to them. So you'll see, uh, n- number one, by far, uh, fungus gnats, this little tiny black gnat flies around They're really a nuisance. They don't bother you. They just fly in your eyes. They get in front of the iPad and they're, they're attracted to lights. And so they're, they're in front of your screens. They're just a nuisance. What they do though, is they get into the roots of your plants and so the lay eggs and the larva stage is a maggot. So it's a white little maggoty worm, just like. Instead of eating a carcass, it's eating the roots of your plants. And so they can kill or stress out or damage your house plants. They've come indoors. So it's something to watch. If you see a little tiny gnat, come talk to us right away. Uh, we'll treat it with a systemic granule. There's some granules that kind of looks like fertilizer around the roots. We water it in, goes to the soil, gets rid of the maggots. Once you get rid of the larva stage, the the, the adults, they're laying eggs. They just naturally go away. They only live Maybe not not even a week. They live three, four, five days. Fungus gnats. But uh, if you can get if you can get a stronghold in front of the get get ahead of the maggot stage, you're you're golden. You'll be fine. Very easy to treat. Uh, Mealy bugs. just I guess watch your houseplants because there's some things that get on them this time of year. Uh, your cacti. I wouldn't worry too about too much about cactus. There you, you sort of want your cactus and succulents to take a break in the winter. That goes from Christmas cactus. If they're not blooming, let it, sometimes they need to be cold and dry. It's okay this time of year when the, when the days are short to let them go cold and dry. Let them dry out a little bit more than usual. Uh, some things like more cool. So your cyclamen. Uh, those I've had outdoors. I've brought them indoors. And I like to keep them in my colder back bedrooms. These cyclamen beautiful. It looks like a little butterfly floating on top of the, this succulent sort of kind of plant. It's very, very pretty. Poinsettias are just the opposite. Oh, my goodness. They don't like to be cold at all. If you're sitting there in the skivvies at your front entryway and you're, it's early morning and you're thinking it's cold... I guarantee you, a poinsettia thinks it's colder. These guys, these are like, they, they like parkas on them. They, they're a tropical plant. Don't let your poinsettias get cold. Likewise, if you're buying a new poinsettia from a grocery store or someplace, other than your favorite garden center, I would hope you'd buy them from your local garden centers. They care for them better. They're nicer. they last longer. But if you didn't, Don't buy the poinsettia that's right by the front door where every, every customer goes in and out. It gets this cold blast of air. You'll take that home and it will defoliate like that. Just, just instantly. So just don't, you want the one that's buried in the middle or away farthest away from that, that front door. Those are the ones that will last and last and last, and they'll still be looking good closer to mother's day. I mean, they're, they're well into spring. They're still looking fabulous. That's what a great poinsettia should do for you. Not barely get you through Christmas. And then they just, def- sometimes it's not you. Many times it's not you. You're not the bad gardener. You don't have the bad th- green, the brown thumbs. You've got green thumbs. You were just sold a wrong, something that was stressed. wasn't cared for right. You bought it from the wrong place. Maybe you need to figure out where to buy things from. So they do perform better but the many of these grocery stores, I got them right out front. You'll see them right at right at the box stores, right by the front entrance. They're going to overpower you with red Christmas cactus and poinsettias and Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. But those plants are tropical. They hate that. So just kind of just trust me. If you're going to buy one, buy it in the middle of this pack so plants help keep each other warm. Or get the buy the one that's at the very farthest part away from all those doors and you'll have better success guaranteed
0: you've been listening to the mountain gardener with ken lane owner of waters garden center in prescott join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens visit ken where he can be found throughout the week at waters garden center in prescott (coughs) did you know that plants can help you sleep better naturally
1: At Waters Garden Center, we have beautiful houseplants that not
0: only look great, they clean the air we breathe. Get this, some plants can actually produce oxygen at night and even take mold spores out of the air, making for less tossing and turning and more beauty sleep. Don't lose sleep, rise and shine with unique, gorgeous houseplants for your best rest
1: yet at Waters Garden Center.
0: Sweet dreams! Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Prescott Alberta Spruce. This
1: perfectly shaped tree displays dense green needles which are as soft as a teddy bear.
0: The perfect front yard Christmas tree for holiday lighting and oh, so beautiful when matched in pairs at the front door.
1: Hand-grown, these are perfectly shaped
0: and sized for home accents and just $69. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love twinkly little Christmas trees, they love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener.
1: And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. What are your neighbors asking? What's going on? What's the certain garden? Just what's the consciousness of the garden collective? Out in the community, <laughs> if we can go. Is that a Star Trek scene or something? Yes. I think so.
0: The Borg. The
1: Borg. Oh. And then uh, you and I went off just to share, let people know what we're doing together, went to a share concert <laughs> down in Phoenix, Gila River. I'm sure yes, some of the folks did. that are listening to, went to that because oh, it, yes, it was a packed house. Yes. I and mean, it was crazy mm-hmm. how many people were there. And she still got it.
0: She still rocks it pretty good, yeah, considering.
1: Considering what?
0: She's, what, 73? What? You just
1: insulted every 70-year-old that's out there. What is that?
0: Well, I don't know. Too many 73-year-olds get out there and dance like that. She
1: was dancing like crazy. Yeah, Yeah, she was. In fact, she had a costume change. I was checking her costume change. This is a full-on production. (laughs) You would. Over nine (laughs) costume changes. Really? Just her. And her entourage, which is ten dancers, the band did not change. They kept playing. Yeah. But the dancers behind her, uh, the, the themes behind her. I mean, mm-hmm. she puts on. She had her typical share songs. Mm-hmm. She had burlesque. She had Cirque du Soleil. I mean, I think she had rope dancers above you know <laughs> fifty feet off the platform. It was a it was a production, it and was. then HD full on interactive screen behind her that was had to be 50 by 30 foot tall it was it was a show
0: it was a show i'd that do that again for Sure, it who, was fun who next i don't know that's a good question
1: michael buble yeah. might i suggest pink
0: pink would be good toby
1: mack is coming
0: that would be a good i
1: think concert. in february so i would love to see him as well yeah oh okay
0: all right so uh what else? Are we done with the travel portion? Of this, is, this is garden
1: questions, right? Or we'll take up the whole segment. Just about us. us? Yeah. Just
0: us. Yes, it is questions. So Sherry would like to know, can she throw wildflower seed over the top of the snow? Or is it too early and she should wait till later in the season? No, I, you could do that. Definitely.
1: Yeah, e- easily. In fact, it's a good idea. What happens when you throw wildflower seeds on top of snow? It's not going to germinate because it's too cold. What will happen is as that snow melts, the sea kind of flutter down and amongst all the rain. Uh, the, the snow melt, and then it gets down into the soil. And then right after that snow melts, typically we have a hard freeze. And so the ground will heave. It'll actually swell up and then... Uh, thaw and come back down so it's actually called heaving it's like a sponge as, as a plant the water in the soil expands it uh, freezes expands then as it thaws it it contracts and so you get this freeze th- contraction thing swallows up the seed so you get a better take a better germination rate next spring it will look more natural mm-hmm. when you do that and it keeps the birds off the squirrels from yeah. gathering up your seed you just you just spread out the world's most expensive chipmunk <laughs> bait so it's a it's a great idea mm-hmm. if you got the wherewithal to go get some seed ahead of time, especially for uh, we've got a mix in there that's a, it's a poppy mix. It's California poppies and a variation thereof, of all the colors. Poppies have a really thick hull on them, so they need to go through a freeze and thaw cycle to open up, to crack, to scarify that seed hole, so the plant can actually germinate, come through. It's not all wildflowers are like that. But many of them are, as they would appreciate that. Absolutely. Don't wait until April or May to do it. You're much better off putting wildflower seeds out now through February. It would be the, the kind of the sweet spot for wildflowers.
0: So if you were to throw them out and you kind of cast them over the snow, is it a good idea still to put some mulch over them, or would they just be okay on their own? I don't think you need
1: that. I think okay. it would be okay to go with it. Um, so, and then you can see where the seeds are. Yeah. The reason I recommend making your own hydro mulch—that's in our handout. If you if you come and buy a seed from us, we've got a handout how to do wildflowers. I go put a bag of mulch in a wheelbarrow, put your seed in the mulch, and blend it all together. Then spread that. You've just created your own hydro mulch because so many of the native seeds are so tiny, they're feathery, they just float. Uh, you don't want them floating away, and then you don't want to spread them. And go now. Where did I? Where did I put that because you can't see them now, yeah. so but you can see the mulch, so you might still do that help you spread it more evenly over the snow over that area so th- that would be even better so the key thing is now through not so much the snow now through February is your ideal peak time for spreading, spreading. wildflowers in the garden
0: okay righty, our next question is from Lewis. he planted a spruce out in his yard. With this heavy snow, it's kind of gone cockeyed in the hole. <laughs> yeah. So, the question is will it be okay if he straightens it up and gets it staked, or is it like permanently
1: Yeah, cockeyed? yeah you'll be fine. That's why if you had us come out and plant for you, we always, we're going to come dig a big hole. I mean, jackhammers at bay, I mean, they're just everything is included. And, and then we also stake the tree. And the reason we stake even a large spruce, it's heavy enough to keep itself upright. It doesn't, it's got a big heavy root ball, but we stake it so that the snow won't load up on the canopy and have it flop over. So it's, it'll actually root out some, you'll actually get some root hairs forming now through the end of the year. Well, we don't want to form root hairs and all of a sudden it, they break off because it's shifted in the hole. If you stake it, it helps that plant even out, balance the weight of the tree, so set it back upright, Lewis. I mean, that's fine, um, and then stake it—just two stakes on either side. Use a lodge pole, not something weak, weak, wimpy. Yeah. Big, big lodge poles. Tie off once between those two poles, and that'll keep it. That'll keep it upright. And then, if you do get a real heavy snow again, go and brush that snow off. Take the weight off, so it doesn't want to shift in the hole on you. Kind of all evergreens are that way: it's pine, spruce, fir. They're all sort of that same genre. No matter the size, no matter the weight, stake them, plant them. You're okay to plant a new one right now. But if you do, just stake it, and it'll keep the snow from having it lean over.
0: Okie dokie. Well, Tom would like to know, he wants to get a living tree for a Christmas tree this year. But he wants to know, how soon uh, does it have before he has to plant it? Like, can, can he leave it? in that oh. pot for a long time or does he have to get it oh, in the ground right that's away that's
1: actually a good idea Yeah, that's a good question um so you, we've got them in great big pots now now our most of our trees are living trees you're going to buy a new pine tree you want a new spruce you know decorate it for the holidays and go plant it um most of them are field grown that is they've they've known their entire lives they we grow them in a field like corn they get nice and bushy and full. We prune them back and we just we pamper them to get this shape to them. And then we'll harvest them. We'll actually dig out a root ball and we'll, we'll surround that root ball in burlap. So it's called a ball and burlap tree. And then we bring it in. We'll actually put it in a pot to show it off here at the nursery. It's cleaner neater. It's just easier to show folks It's easier to get, get home. It's easier to get it to your yard. It's just better. Um, it will, it will last in that pot, probably through next spring's push of of root growth. So I would say within the next year, I would really say ideally you should get it in the ground by this winter sometime, put it in January, February, pick a nice day, put it in the ground. Um, I wouldn't want some folks to ask, can I get three years out of this? No, you cannot. Some folks will do it, but then it gets root bound, some things happen. But don't feel pressured. To have to go put this thing in the ground right away. You don't have that. It's not gonna put much root growth. It's not gonna outgrow its pot in the next six months. It's gonna push some roots through that burlap bag, but it's not gonna overgrow and then start swirling around, and getting root bound. You've got some time on that. So I would say now, I would say definitely if you could get it in before it flushes its spring growth, that's ideal because it'll flush, and that's usually April getting ground by april that's when all the new root hairs start start forcing its way into the surrounding soil it'd be ideal if you can have that in your yard in the ground before that happens so it wakes up and starts flushing those new root hairs out in your yard instead of in the bucket that it's it was shown off in you'll get a much better take and, and a heartier plant better growth next spring mm-hmm. good questions this folks this week so so we'll be right back it's ken and lisa lane and the mountain gardeners
0: You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Hi, Elisa Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Austrian pine. We have instantaneous trees just in and ready for fall planting. This pine has the same long needles as our Ponderosa pine without all the problems. And these trees are really big and bold.
1: This is the fastest growing at the Pines and lots of sizes to choose from. But the $249 model is exceptionally big.
0: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love big, bold pines, they love to shop. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants a sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic.
1: But if someone you truly care about loves her garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense.
0: Next spring, she can pick out exactly what she was hoping for.
1: We all know it's not the same thing as a huge hanging basket or a fragrant rose. But hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand.
0: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Also at watersgardencenter.com. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane.
1: Something I was able to do before the storm hit was rake up all my leaves. So the mimosas or silk tassel trees. The uh, maples, the willows, they've all just dropped their leaves. So like In the last week, they just dropped. And so I'm down to just, just a very few leaves left up on the trees. So oh, it's time. They were starting to bury my thyme lawn. They were getting into the uh, mint, uh, cat mints. They were just gathering up in piles. If those things gather up in piles, uh, they stay moist. If they stay moist, things can live underneath them, like spiders and mealybugs and mildews, and plant leaf disease and things. I, I I want to expose my gardens to cold. I want them to get cold. I want them to freeze. I want the ground to freeze. My plants are hardy enough to take it, but what I'm after is I want to kill off the insects that can't handle that, or the mildew spores or leaf spots that have plagued that particular plant all season Um, I want to open that up, let it breathe, and let the ground get cold so that those plants, so I can reset to ground zero, basically. I can start from scratch. I don't, I don't, many of these, these diseases or these insects, they come back year after year and they, they harbor underneath the leaf mold and the litters and the mulches down at the roots underneath protected from winter. I want to expose that. I want to open that up and go, you guys, there's no way you're coming back, you earwigs and go after my cucumbers again. I'm going to clean this thing up. So I've been slowly cleaning things up. I got the big piles of the leaves cleaned up. Um, I'll use some of those in the compost pile. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll throw them through the lawnmower, chip them up really good, and then I'll insulate other areas of the garden. But I really don't want great big leaves uh, that just, they don't breathe. They keep the water from getting in very well. They're just, they're big leaves are not good. Shredded kind of leaves and bark. Very good. Uh, that's one. And then also watch, I noticed the, uh, what was that last week had that terrific windstorm that blew all the pine needles off the ponderosas, off, probably off the, all the pine trees, but now there's leaf, there's needle litter every place. That's another one. A few needles are good for your gardens. Uh, the book says about one to two inch layer of, of needles or of leaves or of uh, juniper litter coming down. It is good. If you get six, seven, eight, a foot worth of needles just gathering up uh, those pine trees, What their goal is to suffocate everything underneath them so that nothing can survive except them. They're very strategic with this. They're so very purposeful on on why they're putting some needles off. They're trying to insulate the roots, keep the, keep the weeds down, and don't let any other seedlings come in and get started at their base, at their within their drip system, There's their outer branches. They don't want anything to get started and come down and take their water and their food. They're very selfish with that. And so, well, a few are good, but they can get a little weedy. And then if we get into fire danger, I mean, if you get in, this isn't the season for that, but next June, July, August is, you can get wildflower, wildfire f- season. Um, well, you need to have, a, a few needles are good. It keeps the wildfires on the ground, keeps the plants hydrated so they don't burn as fast, but a whole bunch of them, that is not good. That's too much fuel. So there's this fine line. There's this balance between a few needles and too many. Too many uh, uh, leaves and uh, shredded leaves are good. Big, you know, sycamore leaves over padding each other, create this turtle shell that forces the uh, the, the water to kind of shed off away from the roots. These are not good things for your garden. So slowly pick those things up. Uh, perennials. I'm trying to put together a perennial, how to prune perennial article. Right now it's kind of outlined. Uh, I think I'm going to publish that next week in the newspaper. But uh, how do you prune perennials? And which ones do you prune in the fall? Which ones do you wait until the spring? Right now, it's a rather lengthy article. The paper won't print it. It's too big. So I got to be under, they, they look like 800 words. Perfect. So I'm trying to narrow this thing down. But really, when it comes down to those hostas, they're looking terrible. Cut them back anytime you want. Don't don't leave them in the gardens where they're bringing them down. They just look terrible. I would say the same thing with iris. My iris beds, they've kind of they got a few green leaves, some brown ones are laying on the ground because of the snow. Prune them back. Just cut them. I cut them about an inch off the ground. Uh, and my goal, here's my thinking, I leave some of the top of that perennial. Perennials are those things that come back, remember? Perennial and permanent both start with P. Annuals are just they just live for the year and they're done. So perennials, they're going to come back next year. They they come back from underneath the ground. The reason I leave like an inch of, of perennial top there is for me, so I can remember where is that salvia going to come up again? Where is that uh, hookera? Where, where does where do the iris come up again? Where do the daffodils? Where, where so it's so I can remember? Oh yeah, that's right. There, I can see the stubs from last year. Uh, and so it's mainly for me to remember where they were at because you'll forget now, you know, six months from now and they're starting to, when do the coreopsis come up again? Where, when does echinacea come up? Some things I'll leave up like echinaceas, I'll leave the seed heads. They're just pretty until they lay over Then I'll cut them back. So you can be, take your time, but prune back your perennials and rake up those leaves.
0: Gardener, your source for timely garden advice, right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Waters Garden Center showcasing this week's plant of the week and my fresh cut Nordman fir.
1: With five different varieties from pine to fir, I assure you not all cut trees are created equal.
0: Nordmans are related to our native fir. The soft green needles adorn dark green branches that defy gravity, even with heavy ornaments, and stays fresh.
1: A big tree is just $89 and only grown here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott.
0: Where people who love super fresh Christmas trees love to shop.
1: You're the area with your dream home on the inside, but surrounded by boring? A castle surrounded by rock is just so
0: bland,
1: but we can help.
0: At Waters, we have a team of plant experts ready to dress up and decorate even the most boring of landscapes with something fresh, new, and evergreen. Plus, we deliver and plant for you. Designer plants with the experts to help you beautify your new abode. Waters Garden Center, 1815
1: Iron Springs Road in Prescott.
0: You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener.
1: All right, we've got Lisa Waters Lane back in the studio. She comes each week and just shares her garden thoughts, what's going on, top of mind in her garden world. So we invite her back, and this whole segment's all about her. And where she's traveled, <laughs> you should share the Huntington Gardens with folks. That is just a like lie. an unbelievable garden in yeah. Pasadena, California. Yeah. It was beautiful uh, a public garden. The Huntington's yeah. were very famous railroad families. So Vanderbilt's, all those folks in the mid eighteen hundreds, accumulated their wealth. And then he also, basically, his his his, his, uncle. his nephew, no, oh. his nephew actually created the rail system. That you know in L.A. So and he was a Huntington. And he built this gorgeous mansion. Uh, married lots. Had lots of wealth. And great huge public gardens. Books galore. Museums. Unbelievable art collections. But their gardens are to die for. Mm-hmm. And if you go in November. The camellias are in bloom.
0: Some, most of them, yeah. I was amazed how many were in bloom. But just absolutely gorgeous. Some of them had a fragrance that was Unbelievable, yeah. uh, but just fun to walk through. They have the Chinese gardens, the Japanese gardens, they had um, all the camellias. What are, they had like four or five different gardens. Oh, they had a huge desert uh, garden with yeah. tons of succulents and aloes. Yeah. And,
1: he collected uh, eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many varieties of eucalyptus, some I'd never seen before. And I, I like camellias, I like eucalyptus, I like cacti, mm-hmm. uh, but they have different. They've got them segmented off. You can go into the Australian gardens. They've got like eight acres dedicated to just right. that. Yeah, the Australian uh, gardens. It's crazy. I love Japanese gardens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and theirs was okay. Uh, their their bonsai was was very good, mm-hmm. uh, but their Chinese gardens are to it's die beautiful. for. I mean, it's they really are. Pretty. The best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of gardens, mm-hmm. uh, public and private. And I've never seen Chinese gardens like they've got at the Huntington Gardens in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. It's and well we didn't worth it.
0: Even, we, we got there just when they opened at 10. yep, And we left around 5. We did not have time to finish. We did not see everything.
1: No. Yeah. yeah, We're museum. A museum. Go- we love museums, though. Mm-hmm. and We love history. It's a history lesson. They've got a picture of George Washington, one of the originals. There's three of them, sitting right there in his gallery. Originals. They're life-size. It's it's wild. I mean, mm-hmm. that should be on the East Coast in the Washington Smithsonian or something. Mm-hmm. They're sitting right there for all the West Coast to enjoy and see and they were collectors. Mm-hmm. They traveled the well, world definitely. collecting yeah. plants and art, and books and and then uh, upon their their death their estate actually went to the citizens of California and say we want this to go on. So now they've got enough endowment to keep uh, uh, researching, to right. keep learning, to keep cleaning and showing and collecting these works of art. It's one of the best that I've been to. In, in Pasadena, they've got eight public gardens in the town of Pasadena. That's wild to have that many. I mean, Prescott has... <laughs> what do we got? I mean, Charlotte Hall... They've got yeah, one, the Highland Center. They do, they have really nice. So yeah, got so two, two.
0: Uh...
1: Yeah, that's that's it. So Well,
0: yeah, but by college, don't they have like a sculpture garden? Sculpture garden, that's true. Room,
1: yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 that's true. Good native. Mm-hmm. Lots of native stuff there. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I take it back. We do pretty well on our own, too. Yeah. So there you go.
0: For a little old us.
1: You've got the uh, Arboretum up in Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. That's a top-notch garden. Mm-hmm. Well worth, I don't know about buried in two feet of snow, but <laughs> it's a great <laughs> you garden. You might want to wait
0: to, to go there, yeah.
1: Worthwhile. And we went in November. Uh-huh. You would think it'd be off cycle for them, but no, the camellias are just coming on strong. Camellias typically
0: mm-hmm. bloom
1: midwinter. So I think it'll only get better yeah. from this point forward.
0: That's so. a really interesting, the Huntington's personal story, too, is kind, yeah, of, the history. kind of quirky and interesting to, yeah. <laughs> to learn about. And it's about. part of L.A.'s Mm-hmm.
1: core history they helped develop los angeles mm-hmm. and the surrounding communities yeah. so he just happened to love, fall in love with this old peach garden or orchard he bought it turned it into his estate and then developed it into this mm-hmm. i didn't find one original peach tree left citrus yeah. Yeah. but not peaches the largest deodore cedar i've ever seen ever had to be a hundred years old I've never seen anything like it oh, right that there. Great
0: big 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 one. So the enormous. branches were like sweeping down to the ground. It was
1: crazy. It was, you just was wanted crazy. to go play in it. It was just so, so <laughs> was beautiful. beautiful.
0: So, yeah, we uh, definitely need to go back and see the rest of it sometime. Yep, Maybe it'll in the take spring. Every bit of spring. three to four
1: hours, and you could easily spend eight oh, at that garden. I think you spend like a couple days there. You probably could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And great cafe.
0: Yeah, was well, tremendous good. food. Yeah. Anyways, that is the travel portion So show, <laughs> show once again. Garden tips we should maybe
1: cover? <laughs> so what do you got in mind?
0: Yeah, so I thought we would talk about uh, Christmas trees. Tis the season, because there's like hardly any time. We just had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Christmas is what, like a week away now? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: seems like it. It seems
0: like. It's just, it's compressed. The time is compressed this year.
1: So you're talking cut trees? Cut trees.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So cut,
1: cut Christmas trees. Right. So varieties and Mm -hmm. how to take care of them and stuff? You betcha. So we
0: bring in three different types of trees. Uh, We bring in the Fraser fir. We bring in the Nordman fir. And then we bring in, is the Noble a fir as well?
1: Noble is a fir. Absolutely. Firs have a chubbier needle to them. Mm -hmm. So they tend to stay fresher longer.
0: Right. The Fraser, I think the Fraser is probably my favorite because it almost has a two-tone needle yeah, it does, to yeah. it a little bit shorter needle but very long-lived you know once it's been cut even those needles stay on there a long time
1: we will not drop needles I mean, mm-hmm. when it dies the needles get locked into the branch so it doesn't shed at all big stiff branches uh maybe it's too formal too christmasy looking for, so. for some folks it's like people, perfectly yeah. conical shaped so if you want big more natural swooping branches maybe the mm-hmm. other Others are better. There's no right or wrong. But yeah, you have that two-tone blue and silver yeah. on each needle, it's fabulous.
0: That's why I really like that one. It's one of my favorites. I like it. It's very compact, too. If you had a lot of big ornaments, it's probably not the best one because you can't really cram them in there too well. <laughs> but the other tree, the Nordman and the Nobles, now what's the difference between those two? Well, no,
1: Noble fir is the old standard. That's what you grew up with. Um, it's a pretty tree, big stiff branches. It's got the layering to it so you can hang big ornaments, even out on the outer end ends of the limbs, and it will still be upright. Up the thing with the 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 noble fir is it's got a huge trunk. And the trunk of the tree is the secret to how much water a plant can hold. Mm. So the bigger the trunk, the more water it can hold, the longer it will last. Okay. So the heavier the tree, the more weight it's got. Obviously, but then also the more water it's got in it, so th- if you're not if you 're debating between two different trees, just tip them back and pick the one that's heaviest it's the one that's fresher it's got more okay. water in it, so the more water water's heavy mm-hmm. these plants are holding a lot of water. The Nordman fir has a chubbier leaf it 's got like a nord nor- noble fir I'm trying to make, not mix up the <laughs> mix up the names. The noble fir is the standard one. The Nordman fir, that one's got a softer look to it. It's kind of, they're very much related. They're cousins of each other. Yeah. At first glance, I kind of have a hard time telling. But the Nordman fir has, a, has big, long branches, chubby needles. So the needles actually hold more moisture even than the, the noble fir does. Hmm. Really, if you come walk the yard, you'll, you'll walk through and you go, oh, I like, they'll call to you. Go, oh, yeah. that's really pretty. I like that. All three take our weather last a long time. We'll easily get you through uh, the season. One thing that we do, I gather you've already picked our Fraser fur out. So <laughs> it sounds like that's one we're going with this year. Uh, it varies each year. It does. What we'll do is we'll take it home and we'll spray the entire plant with wilt stop. It's a clear coating that locks the, the needles, locks the moisture into the needles. So it can't dry out. And it makes it glossy, makes it smell good. It just a great, it's very inexpensive. But get a bottle of wilt stop. Spray it, and it just really makes those trees last. Spray your wreaths, your garlands. Mm-hmm. We've got garlands here at the nursery. It'll make those things last easily through winter. Mm-hmm. And then when they ask if you want your preservative, just say, yes, I do. Because that liquid preservative you add in the water at the base, it actually does open up the pores so the plant can take in more Moisture more than it can without it. You hear all kinds of crazy stuff like add 7 up, an aspirin. None of those things work. Get the tree preservative, it's what it's made for. Add it to the water, and it'll be a game changer for your plants uh, this year. If you're thinking cut Christmas tree, I think everyone should buy a living tree myself. (laughs) But eventually, you run out of space. You don't need more. Ken Elisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners will be right
0: back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website, podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Okay, maybe
1: after decades of the same fruitcake exchange, it's time to start a new holiday tradition.
0: A living Christmas tree from Waters Garden Center can be decorated and enjoyed for a lifetime, not just a season. When the
1: holiday festivities end, gather family and friends and plant your tree together for years of enjoyment, or Waters will plant it for you,
0: guaranteed. As your family tree grows, have a tree that grows with your family. From Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Goshiki Holly. Goshiki translates from Japanese as Holly with five
1: colors. Its new leaves emerge red, then turn green.
0: The entire top of this holly is draped in colors of cream, white, gray, yellow, and green. This
1: evergreen makes the perfect accent, hedge, or evergreen container for its all-round good looks.
0: A really nice plant that shines through winter is just $39. Waters Garden Center, where people who love Japanese gardens, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts, guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane.
1: Okay, we are back. So we're mentioning what are some things you should be doing between now and the end of the year, and uh, shared a couple things, rake up the leaves, prune back your perennials. Another thing to watch, um, if you're still gardening in containers, big pots. So we've got, Lisa and I have many, many containers uh, and we grow year round. Year round in them. If you get a good clay pot, they will last without any problems. Plants go through really well. I've got roses that have been in them for I don't know five, ten years, and still doing fabulous. But here's a little insider tip. Here's a secret. Here's what I did to my gardens before this storm hit this week. Like a day or two before that, I went out and I hydrated all of my container gardens. It seems counterintuitive. Let me explain. A wet plant, a, a hydrated plant, can go through a cold spell better than a dry plant, and here's the reason why. Uh, there's, plants have, have antifreeze in them, naturally occurring antifreeze. That's the reason they can go down to minus, I think, spruce trees or minus 40 degrees, some crazy cold without freezing. Uh, they still are active and alive. They can still go. They've done this as as a defensive mechanism against the cold so they can survive and other plants can't. It's very strategic the way the plants do this. And so all plants that winter over, all the hardy plants that are good for your growing zone, those plants have antifreeze in them as long as they are hydrated. If they get dry, the antifreeze it just it shuts down or it gets drawn into the heart of the plant and so the plant will protect its core and not let the 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 core plant freeze so it will sacrifice the outer edges so i didn't know how wet this storm was going to be if i'd known it'd been this wet we had well over an inch of rain and then some snow uh, in the storm system if i'd known that I probably wouldn't have watered everything, but I knew it was going to be a cold storm and I knew it would be really bitter cold right as that, as those clouds clear out, it gets really cold. Well, that's when your damage is done. That's when the, the roots permeate, freeze in. That's when the tops get burned off. So I went through my container gardens, especially because they're more, they're more exposed to this very finite root structure. Uh, So I went through and I just watered everything before the cold came. Then if it rains, great added to it. If it didn't get that cold, fine. I'm protected. If it got really cold, good. I'm protected. And that's how I get through. I've got some really borderline stuff, some cacti that shouldn't live here, but that do, uh, some olive trees, uh, palm trees. They should not live outdoors, but they do in containers. And that's my secret. That's how I don't insulate them. I'll bring some of those really sensitive things up close to the house because the house Throws off an amazing amount of heat, but I don't protect them very much. That that's that, I just water them. That's my main defense to keep plants really well. So if you're gardening containers, that's a good good tip. If you're gardening, let's say you've got a new landscape, you're into a house, you're less than two years, you know, moved in last year, brand new plants, they've not had time to root out into the surrounding soil. Uh, very much. These plants are more dependent on you than, let's say, a big established spruce or pine or fir or big shade tree. Those things have roots all over the place. They can pick up water from everywhere. They can they can protect themselves much better than a brand new rose bush. If I've got a brand new plant, I'll go through and I'll, I'll water by hand those new sensitive plants before the storm hits. Again, the damage is done to plants in winter just as that storm leaves, that cold really settles in and just permeates down through the structure of that plant into the soil. That's when the damage is done. If you know that, well, just go water it beforehand. Water keeps the antifreeze going, and you are golden. Just look at it that way. Another thing I've done this week uh, while I was out there, I I was pulling up uh, some of my old spent vegetables. I had some problems with uh, fennel; had some some mildew on it, so I cut those back. And then I'm gonna—I don't even—I don't compost that. If it had disease or bugs, I throw it in the trash can. I want it off my property, away from my gardens. I don't want that stuff, and so I just get rid of those. And so, and and you should too. If you've got grapes, uh, currants, gooseberries, uh, any kind of those. Edible shrubby kind of viney kind of plants, and they had some problems this week, this year. I mean, uh, when they're done with their leaves, rake all that stuff up and don't compost them. Throw them away, bag them, and get them off. Get them off your property. It'll be a game changer for next year. That and some things like my beets are looking really good. Parsnips, Swiss chard, uh, uh, turnip, turnips, uh, uh, the, the, the greens. Um, they are looking really good. Brussels sprouts are really tall. These are things that you harvest in winter. They like that. Those things, you might want to go through and just look after them. So Brussels sprouts, I mean, stake them. That ferocious wind we had on Thursday night, is that right? Yeah, Thursday night. That that'll get plants to lay over. We'll just stake them up. Take don't don't go inside. Start sipping tea, baking cookies, and thinking Christmas is around that right around the corner. And I don't have to do anything. You gotta tend a little bit. It's kind of good to get your hands dirty. Play with the plants a little bit. This this is not hard work. It's easy stuff. So things to watch. Uh, I will go ahead and, and I've protected all of my valves. We just get colder from here. Here into January, it just gets colder and colder. The next four weeks it really gets cold. And then it starts. Then it bottoms out. and starts to get warmer. Then from through February, March, it just gets nicer and nicer and nicer. We'll still have freezing and frost, but won't that? It won't be that bitter cold that just bites into you. So there, I'm protecting my valves, making sure they're all uh, they won't freeze. So I've bought my mulch or my manures or my potting soil I'm going to use for next year, and I'll throw a bag on top of my valves in the ground. I don't want those to freeze. Now, sometimes the book will tell you, take some insulation from a, your house insulation, that pink pink stuff that makes you itch, to, <laughs> itch all over after you touch it. Sometimes they'll say, put that in a trash bag or a Ziploc baggies, and put that underneath that valve cover box on top of the valves, and that'll keep them from freezing. And that works. And yes, I do that, and it works pretty good. Uh, but I also, I've never had a valve break, by freezing at least. If, if I buy my mulch, my manure, whatever I'm going to use next year, I'll buy a bag of that and I'll throw it on top of that, that cover, that box, and it gives you an extra like a huge dirt pillow is what it is. And it keeps that ground from freezing around that box. I've never once lost a, a valve to, to breakage because of freezing. I'll do the same thing around the well house i 'll take bags and go, "Oh that might be a there might cold might get get in there i 'll throw a bag up in there. I just use them liberally I, I know i 'm going to need potting soil. I do a lot of containers I just buy those and i 'll protect things uh, that backflow preventer that great big uh, mechanism that stands up in the yard sometimes, not every house had that sometimes they're in the ground if that part freezes. It's a very expensive part. It's like three, four hundred bucks. And then you typically have to have a plumber come in and put it in for you. There's another couple hundred bucks. Minimum $500 bill to replace that. You don't want it to freeze. And so I've, I've wrapped them with plumber's tape, uh, heat tape. Uh, I do that in the well house as well. I've, I've put uh, these, they've got insulated bags that go over them that, that do pretty well insulated bags and then I'll wrap it. I'll put more insulation on there. I don't want that thing to freeze. And then I'll put my mulch bags on top of that. I don't care how tacky it, it looks. Everyone's inside. Uh, gardeners understand. I mean, they know what it's all about. And so I'm just protecting my investment in my plumbing, my irrigation valves, my, my well house. Uh, just make sure those things don't freeze. It's not, we haven't had a deep freeze yet. But a month from now, we will. It'll get colder and colder and colder. Just protect those things now. Uh, watch your greenhouses. If you've got a greenhouse, the, the nights will really penetrate. They'll really. Now's the time to invest in a thermostat-controlled heat source to keep those tomatoes going in the greenhouse. That's another one. Your greenhouses, watch for disease in those. They're still warm. Your aphids will grow like crazy in there. So if you get an infestation, come talk to us right away. And we can help you get ahead of that, and show you how to, how to monitor that, and keep those insects at bay, the disease at bay in a greenhouse structure as well. More in store for you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these important messages.
0: You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Hi, Waters with this week's Plant of the Week. Our True Blue Fat Albert Spruce. At
1: just 15 feet, this is the ideal evergreen for small gardens. Excellent in front yards with limited space.
0: The color is so blue all year long with the perfect evergreen shape and just $74.
1: Dense, durable, and loves the sun. So it works well as a windbreak, screen, or sound barrier
0: and only found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love the perfect blue spruce, love to shop.
1: The Grinch went to waters and couldn't believe his eyes. There were cut trees in every shape and size. He could take one home and then toss it after the season. Good! And then he saw living Christmas trees that grow and grow. So it seemed a good reason. A beautiful living tree and have waters it because of his bad knees. Have the merriest of Christmas from all of us here at Waters Garden Center.
0: You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert, Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. Can I
1: ask a favor of listeners? If you're a fan of the show, thank you. Tell your friends. What I'm doing is I've... One of my passions I guess. Uh, we, we, we love here at Waters Gardens Center, Lisa and I, we love children. So anything that supports children, we are all over that. We love education. We're big time, Lisa's an educator. That was her that was her degree at from ASU. And then we're into leadership, especially women, female leadership. We need stronger leaders in our community. And we just raised a whole bunch of daughters that are very strong, that are leaders and we, we want to promote that within the community just because that's who we are and that's kind of our background. And so the Shriners came to me. They have the Shriners Children's Hospital. Uh, they specialize in, in burn victims and cancer and just, just specializing in kids. They've got hospitals all around the country and they focus on children and their families. Well, there's a lot of kids. My, my heart goes out to anyone that's got to be in the hospital over the holidays, but especially for kids that find themselves in such a place. And so we are raising toys. We're we're asking folks to bring toys here to the garden center, and all those toys will go to the Shriners. It doesn't have to be a toy. It could be school supplies, art supplies, uh, anything that kids would like between birth and 13 years old, or gift cards. Uh, In fact, if you buy a gift card from Waters Garden Center, just mentioned for the kids, all of that money that you buy a Waters gift card, that all that money gets cashed out and goes right to the kids. We'll go buy toys later. Don't wrap them. We'll take care of wrapping them. Uh, don't bring, it's got to be new. It can't be used. Uh, can't be repurposed. It's got to be a brand new toy. But if not, you can bring us a check or, or we've set up, we've, we have the ability to take money here at the garden center. So if you're buying a Christmas tree, poinsettia, whatever. We'll probably ask you, oh, would you like to buy a kid for the, a toy for the kids? If you go, yes, we'll just go, how much would you like to donate? And we'll go, we will go out and buy those toys. We're going to make a massive toy run. Then all those toys will go to the Shriners Hospital December 18th. And then they'll pass those out to all the kids. Noble, worthy cause. Uh, Kids that really, truly, they just need our love and our care and our hope. And this is one way that we can do that in our community to make lives better for the families and the kids that are in those hospitals. Anyway, trainers, House, there's a big box here. You'll see it. You can't miss it. If you don't want to come talk to us, just come in, drop it off. Drop it at the front desk. Uh, the cashiers, we'll, just take, we'll, we'll take care of everything. We're trying to make it super, super easy for folks. So lots of good things going on. The has showed up. Uh, from reds to all the colors Again, i mentioned we 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 grow our poinsettias and they are over the top i mean you'll pay a little bit more but you get a plant that is over i mean a whole lot more and that's our goal i think that's what an independent garden center does is they they know they can't compete head to head with the boxers nor do we want to it's boring to sell another red tip oh oh my gosh uh, when we've got 10 other better choices than that, and then we can take the care to really get that extra. We will go through and prune them back one extra time so they're really bushy. Instead of tall and leggy and floppy and falling over, we can grow one that's full and bushy and will fill out and give you that privacy faster. We have Our Christmas trees. There are none B-grade runs. They're all grade A over the top from living trees to cut trees. We purposely go through and glean the fields beforehand, getting the best of the best out of any crop. There's always uh, a, a there's always 10% of that crop that is, whoa, I can't believe, look how good that looks. Those are the ones we want to snag. Those are the ones we want to feature and show off here at least at Waters Garden Center. And I know my friends at Warner's or Plant Fair or Christopher Gardens or the other independents that I know, they have the same philosophy. And so that with that, let me just wish you Merry Christmas. Can we do that now? We're after Thanksgiving. May I just wish my Christian friends a Merry Christmas? My non-Christian friends a happy holiday. And to my Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. I know I'm a little bit early or a month off, but hey, it's close enough. Thanks for tuning in, folks.
0: Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants a sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic.
1: But if someone you truly care about loves her garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense.
0: Next spring, she can pick out exactly what she was hoping for.
1: We all know it's not the same thing as a huge hanging basket or a fragrant rose. But hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand
0: waters garden center 1815 iron springs road in prescott also at watersgardencenter.com not everyone can grow wildflowers but we'll make sure you're not one of them at waters we know which wildflowers sprout thrive and bloom with success we're
1: wild about wildflowers with
0: many of our own arizona blends like our arizona native mix butterfly and hummingbird mixes and all are big bold and beautiful at Waters, we know
1: wildflowers, and winter's a season to spread new seed.
0: Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener.